everybody up. This is Herded Here with Swanee on 740 The Fan. You'll get the insight and latest information on North Dakota State football. From the tailgate lot to the football field, our countdown is on. Here's your host of Heard It Here, Josh Swanson. I've got the tingles, that hair on your neck, good things running up and down the spine sort of feeling because it's another college football Saturday in our North Dakota State. Bison the Herd are traveling to Baltimore, Maryland to take on another C. A.A. Foe and Towson tonight at 5 o'clock Central on Flow Sports. That's how big the CAA and Towson, the talk. Who's who's the best league in the FCS? Is it the Missouri Valley Football Conference? Is it the CAA, the Colonial Athletic Association? Well, I can tell you, when one of the biggest brands in college football in North Dakota State, winners of eight of the last ten national championships, the team that has sent its last three quarterbacks to the National Football League. By the way, opening day of the NFL last weekend, if you watch the uh, Vikings lay a turd like I did, huge Vikings fan, opening day Last weekend, North Dakota State was tied for the most quarterbacks on an NFL roster with Oklahoma and Missouri. North Dakota State had three quarterbacks, Trey Lance, Easton Stick, and Carson Wentz on NFL rosters. QBU, a program that's hosted ESPN's College Game Day and Sports Center and is regularly discussed by the folks on the mothership ESPN, regularly playing games on ESPN. If your league can't do any better than putting the Bison, playing one of your conference members in Towson on something called Flow Sports, shame on you, do better. That is an absolute travesty. It's wrong! A lot of Bison fans out there. I'm with you. We'll probably, and Libby doesn't know it yet. And this week's version of uh, my wife doesn't listen to my radio show. I don't want to pay some. That's the thing with subscriptions like that. You can go to Flow Sports, and I think I've heard Bison fans say that the pro rata rate for a monthly subscription is something like 30 bucks. Can I sling down 30 bucks? Yeah, I can. But out of principle, I just don't want to. I don't want to give 30 bucks to Flow Sports. What a crappy TV deal by the CAA. You want to know why North Dakota State should be looking to get the heck out of FCS and bolt to the FBS? Sit down, grab a cup of coffee. We could be here all day, but that's at the top of the list, man. That's toward the top of the list. Maybe not at the top, but that's that's certainly toward the top. Flow Sports. So there's several establishments in town that are hosting the game, and so I don't get 
any trouble with the station sponsors. I'll leave that to you. You can uh, probably Google or give uh, NDSU, hit them up on Twitter or Facebook, and I think they've had some posts this week. Teammakers saying where you can catch the game. So, uh, honey, dear, sweetheart, Libby will end up watching the game somewhere where they have cold October fest on tap. And, of course, the, the game will be on, on radio as well. What an impressive, dominating performance from the Bison last Saturday in a 64-0 to win against Val Paraiso. We had former TV voice of the Bison, Brian Sean, on these airwaves last week, and you can check out that podcast as well as every other episode of Heard It Here on 740thefan.com or subscribe for free to Heard It Here on Apple iTunes. Search Heard It Here, H-E-A-R, clever wordplay. The Bison dominated Valpo, 64-0, eight touchdowns in nine offensive possessions. Last week when we had Brian on, we talked about what does North Dakota State need to do because we knew it would be a big Bison day. The outcome was never going to be in doubt. We talked about how the Bison needed to play a clean football game. Boy, oh boy, did they do that in spades. Eight touchdowns of at least 20 yards. You had a Jaden Price 45-yard touchdown punt return. You had a Braylon Henderson 28-yard run. You had a Hunter Lipke 20-yard run. You had a Christian Watson 65-yard pass. I know what you're saying, Swanee, that was a run. Nope. On the stat sheet, that ball went forward, so it's Technically a pass, Christian Watson, 65-yard, a touchdown pass, Jalen Bussey, 72-yard run, Quincy Patterson, (whistles) the FCS outside of Fargo is shaking in their skivvies because when a Bison quarterback can run the ball, they are awfully hard to stop, and Quincy Patterson went around the left side, turned on the Jets, and he was gone. 52 yards, baby. Jalen Bussey, 23-yard pass from Cam Miller, and the day was capped fittingly by the true freshman from Omaha, Nebraska, Cole Payton, a 37-yard run. Those were all eight touchdowns of 20 or more yards, and, of course, Tameric Williams with a three-yard bulldozer of a run. Accounting for all nine buys and scores. I tweeted this last week. How dumb is Nebraska? Scott Frost coaching the Huskers. And it's not just Frost, right? This goes back probably to after they, they fired Solich or even Bo Pelini, you know, our, our good friend, Bo Pelini, who was at Youngstown State after getting paid a boatload to exit Nebraska. Then he goes down to LSU for one season, poaches. Jabril Cox gets paid a boatload by LSU, gets fired. Give me that kind of work, man. Show up to work for a year, have my bosses think I did a crappy job, and then someone's paying me millions of dollars. Good work if you can get it, Bo Pelini. But in fairness, he got them. He is the only Nebraska head coach to get them to the Big Ten championship game, and he was getting them to 9 and 10 win seasons. 
But I bring that up because Cole Payton from Omaha, Nebraska. Nebraska lets guys like Cole Payton and Easton Stick and Kyle Emanuel and Nick DeLuca. And we could go on and on and on. Guys like that get out of their own backyard. Guys that could play Power 5 football. And Cole Payton, who's the future at QB, that 37-yard touchdown run, buys and fans were awfully excited about that. Quincy Patterson, four for five for 102 yards, one passing touchdown, four rushes for 94 yards and a rushing touchdown. The Bison averaged per play. If you had to guess, sitting out there in radio land, how many yards the Bison gained throughout the afternoon per play on offense, what would you guess? Would you guess seven yards, nine yards, ten yards, a first down per play Did the Bison Average a first down per play. As old Ma Swanee says, go one better. They averaged 11.9 yards per play on offense against Valpo. NDSU, you talk about going into this season. What the herd needed to improve upon from the spring. And I know, I know, I hear you. It was Albany. It was Valpo. I don't care. This team looked Awfully impressive. This team looked like it's on its way to being a well-oiled machine when they played Valpo. We'll find out a lot about this team. Their first road test of the year tonight. College coaches hate. They absolutely hate playing night games. Because you're sitting around all day long. All day long. You're on East Coast time. You got nothing to do. You get your breakfast. Do your team meetings. And you're going to get lunch. You're going to take a nap. But by then, it's still only 2.30, 3 o'clock. You're on on the East Coast, brother, where it's a 6 o'clock kick, 5 p.m. Central, 6 o'clock Eastern time. And you haven't even gotten to the stadium yet. Coaches don't like night games. Towson. They lost to New Hampshire 26-14 last week. They got some quarterback issues. They beat Morgan State 31 nuts in their first game. But you're going on the road. And with any football team, even a team, we're going to talk a little bit this morning. The last time North Dakota State played Towson was on January 4th, 2014, in the National Championship game. The Tigers had some dude at running back named Terrence West, who throughout the course of that 2013 season tore it up for over 2,000 yards rushing, and he was unstoppable in the playoffs until he played that code green defense that shut down the Tigers in a 35-7 win. There's a really good story from Towson's perspective in the Baltimore Sun yesterday, an oral history of that game, and they're crying and they're bellyaching. Check this out. I wanted to share this with you. I know you'd get a kick out of it just like I did. It's a really good article, by the way, this oral history of Towson's season 
And uh, they had won 10. I think they were 10-2 and two in the regular season. They weren't one of the favorites to get to Frisco. Then they just caught fire in the playoffs. When they went to Eastern Washington in the semis and won at the Inferno in a comeback win. So NDSU is playing Towson down there. Terrence West, absolute dude. It's a really good oral history. The, the players say it would have been a different game. The outcome. Towson might have hoisted that championship trophy, but four, several of their players failed a drug test before the championship. I had forgotten all about this. They had a stud corner who failed a drug test, a couple other players, and, and the whole the garbage, it's the same, the same stuff Jacksonville State was saying when we played them down in Frisco. Oh, we got speed. They've never seen anyone as fast as us. Oh, we're so fast. Run, 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 really fast. And that's what they're chirping about in the oral history, that, oh, if they had those guys, NDSU might not have been able to, to handle our speed. NDSU spanked them. If it was a, a 23-20 kind of game, yeah, maybe maybe one corner, a handful of guys missing a starter, yeah, maybe maybe that makes a difference. When it's 35-7 to and you get your beanbags kick like that, man, one or two players ain't making a difference. But it's a good, it's it's fun to look back on that and that team because you have to remember that 2014 championship after the 2013 season arguably one of the best not not one of the best arguably you can put that 2013 team in the discussion for greatest bison teams of all time at every single position man that team was loaded the season started off with a win down in Manhattan, Kansas at Kansas State. Then game day came up here. North Dakota State, that year that they beat Towson in the national championship, the average score was 39-11. to They were beating teams 39-11. to In many games, the starters were pulled before the end. The Bison could have racked up 50 or 60 points. And in the playoffs, you just go back and, and take a look at the scores of those games in the playoffs. Of course, the championship game against Towson, 35-7. to What I remember about that game is the turf. An ice storm had went through the Frisco area in North Dallas the, the week before, and there were large swaths of the turf literally coming up. It was like playing in kitty litter. Guys would try to cut, fall down. I remember... I think it was, uh, you all know Tyler Axness does the uh, afternoons live on our sister station, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And a bunch of boys from Benson County and the Leeds area, Maddock and Leeds are in, both in Benson County, about 26 miles apart. I think it was one of the Kirk Heidi boys took something. Uh, they drove down, and he had his truck, if memory serves correct, and they carried out of the stadium like a, a three by three foot, three by three foot section of the turf after the game that literally peeled up. Walked out of the stadium with it, threw it in the back of the truck. That's how bad it was. And guys and ties running on to the field during every TV timeout to try to fix it. But that team was absolutely, that Bison team was loaded. It's fun to, to think about that Towson game in the context of the 2013 season. We got the 2021 Bison that are looking awfully impressive. Number one rushing attack. Did you know? 
statistically speaking, the Bison have the number one rushing attack in the country, rushing for 358.5 yards per game. Flipping, as you can hear me, turning the pages. Did you know the Bison? Turnovers were a big deal. Brian mentioned it on the show last week that North Dakota State in the spring managed to be a cat's whisker away from beating Sam Houston in the national quarterfinals when on the year they had something like a minus 10 turnover ratio, meaning they turned the ball over 10 more times than they took it away. That's a problem. You normally don't go 7-3 and three and get to a national quarterfinals doing that. This year, the Bison, six takeaways, three per contest, number two in the NCAA in turnover margin. That is a huge statistic. The Bison are number three in total defense. And but for kind of a fluky, wonky 67-yard touchdown, they're pitching a shutout through two games. It's awfully tough to shut anybody out. Code Green defense is on fire. Number three in the country in total defense. Number two in the country in scoring defense. They've given up six points. They're number two in the country through two games in scoring defense. I want to know who's number one. Offensively, the Bison are number four in the country in pass efficiency. And as we said, number one in the country in rush yards. Coming up after the break on Herded Here, brought to you by Smith Motors and Wapaton, small town friendly, big town deals. And Walton's Tire Service, your local one stop for tires, friendly service, and more in Lisbon, North Dakota. We'll talk a little bit about the game tonight, but I want to look back on another game five years ago from yesterday. So September 17th, five years ago, on this weekend, North Dakota State went down to Iowa and shocked the Hawkeyes in Kinnick Stadium, and I want to relive some of that coming up next on Heard It Here with Swanee. The folks in the desert in Las Vegas have North Dakota State as 14.5-point favorites against Towson tonight. 5 o'clock kick on Flow Sports. That's not like an ESPN 3. you got to go subscribe to it and then go through the whole rigmarole about unsubscribing after you subscribe for the game, and then they'll get you your refund. Then you get spammed with emails from Flow Sports for a year. No thank, no thank you. We'll find somewhere to watch the game because there are several establishments in town that have it. Over under at forty three. That's an interesting one. I don't know, folks. I'm not a big gambling man. Never have been, at least with my own money. NDSU is a 14.5-point favorite. That, that probably sounds about right. Two touchdowns. That's a lot on the road, by the way. You're playing a team from a major conference in Towson. Decent team. Lost last week 26-14 to New Hampshire. They got some uh, questions at quarterback. We'll see who comes out tonight. Leading rusher Jerry Howard putting down 71 yards per game throughout their two games. Towson averaging 22.5 points per game. Rushing the ball for a buck 44 per game. Tell you what, I'm impressed with this Code Green secondary. The corners, the DBs. Towson's throwing it for 238 yards 
per game, I don't think Tellison is going to be able to run the ball. And that's going to be a problem because that's going to put them in second down and long and third and long. And what have we seen from this front seven of North Dakota State's defense? They're going to tee off. I don't, I don't care who's playing quarterback at Towson. They're going to tee off on that guy. They're going to be in second down and long and third and long all day, and I think that's going to create some turnovers. I would not be surprised. My bold prediction for the week, we've seen uh, two punt returns for touchdowns by Jaden Price. One against Albany, obviously called back. He started the game with a bang last week on a 45-yard punt return. That's my bold prediction from this week. I think North Dakota State is going to put up a defensive touchdown. Towson's putting up 238 yards per game in the air. They've been picked off five times. That is the kind of insight you get from the swan right here. When you're in second and third and long against this Bison defense and your quarterback and your offense who already have five picks through two games, including in a layup game against Morgan State, when you've been picked off five times, you got Spencer Wagey and Mostert and Tony Pierce and Jackson Hanky in the boys swarming down on you. You're going to do something dumb. You're going to throw it where you shouldn't, and a Dawson Weber or a Courtney Eubanks is going to grab it, and they're going to house it. Towson's converting 42% on third down, holding foes to 23%. How about this? We talked about with Brian last week. What, what, what we're looking for is Bison fans. After that spring season, another big test on the road today, third downs. Because in big games last year, North Dakota State struggled to convert third downs on offense, and they struggled defensively to get off the field at key times on third down. In big games, over the course of the entire spring, 10-game sample, if you take a look at their third down numbers, they're not terrible. They're all right. But in those big games against South Dakota State, the regular season finale at the Fargo Dome, last spring, and against Eastern Washington, the Bison struggled on third down. How about this? The Bison threw their first two games of the season are converting 50% on third downs. That is good for ninth in the country. You'll take that. If you're converting 50% of your third downs, you're winning a lot of your football games defensively. The Bison are number two in the country in third down defense. Their opponents are converting only 19% of their third downs. That's less than one out of every five. That's the difference in tonight's ball game, I think. Like North Dakota State's going to be able to run the ball, and I think Towson is going to be in second and third all day. Code Green defense going to get pressure on that quarterback. I think he's going to throw some picks. I think NDSU is going to return one of them for a touchdown, and I think it's going to be another big day for Code Green. I told you that I wanted to talk a little bit about going into the last break. Five years ago this weekend, back on September 17th, 2016, North Dakota State went down to Kinnick Stadium and shocked, shocked, Number 11 ranked Iowa Hawkeyes 23 to 21. 
on a 37-yard Cam Peterson field goal at the gun. I talked about reasons why, and the reason I bring up the, and I'm not going to do this every week. We know that discussion's out there. It's always going to be looming, not too far off the horizon. FCS to FBS. The reason I mention it, one of the biggest stories in college football this week is the shakeups in conferences. The Big 12 announced that they were adding Cincinnati, BYU, Tulsa, in uh, Central Florida or somebody else, they're adding four new schools. The Big 12 is after Oklahoma and Texas, which were the two flagships of the Big 12, announced this summer they're taking off for the SEC. So you have that trickle-down effect. When Oklahoma and Texas jumped to the SEC from the Big 12, the Big 12, to maintain its viability as a conference and survive, goes and picks off four teams from the group of five, four big players in the group of five, so now group of five conferences, whether it's the American or the Sun Belt or the Mountain West, to hear that buys in the Mountain West, Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports, no stranger to North Dakota State, he broke the news back in December 2013 that Craig Bull was taken off for Wyoming. Dennis Dodd is saying that the American is looking at potentially going after Boise State and some other Mountain West teams. And if they do that, man, it's survival of the fittest. Brothers and sisters, it's a dog-eat-dog world. And if the Mountain West is losing teams or needing to add teams to solidify its position, North Dakota State could very well be in that discussion. And the Bison do what the Bison do. They are playing this one close to the vest. All week long, if you follow the narrative with our friends at JMU on Twitter or the Facebook or anywhere online, JMU, James Madison, has been out there pushing hard. They have been leaking stories to the press, talking about how they spurned membership in the Sun Belt last year and talking about how they're seriously considering and evaluating their options about moving to an FBS conference with several suitors in mind. JMU is pushing that story hard. North Dakota State, it's radio silence. I trust I trust Matt Larson and his team, President Brashani over there at North Dakota State. I don't know that leaking that does he any favors with conference presidents. That's who makes those decisions, by the way, on these conference affiliation issues. It's not coaches. It's not fans. It's not the big money boosters. It's the presidents. The college presidents and chancellors make those decisions. And NDSU is playing it close to the vest. We'll find out. Because if dominoes start to move and some of those Mountain West teams announce that they're taken off, the Mountain West, those conferences have to, I believe. And I was going to talk about Iowa. We have half an hour left. We'll get to that uh, memories, fond recollections of that Iowa game. But you got to believe those conferences have a plan somewhere in a folder in case of emergency break glass. You better in today's day and age, if not, you're derelict and negligent in your duties as a conference commissioner where if some of your teams bolt, what are you doing? So I I would venture to guess discussions are being had. So we'll see. You know, we'll see. You look back, I I talked about earlier one of the reasons to jump FBS when you can't watch your beloved Bison. You have to go to something called Flow Sports, like it's 2002, and uh, stream it. 
when you have to do something like that, you have to ask yourself, what are we doing? When you look back at, uh, talked about that Kansas State game earlier, game days a couple times in Iowa, six years ago, excuse me, five years ago, September 17th, 2016, how fun was that down in Iowa beating them? I don't know, you tell me, folks. We come back from the break on Heard It Here with Swanee. We will actually rewind the clock and talk a little bit more about that Iowa game and talk about some of the individual performances. And Quincy Patterson, too, I want to get to that. Quincy Patterson was lights out last week. Tyler Roll, the the play calling, I'm not a critic. That's not who I am. I don't call out coaches for their plays, but I thought thought Coach Roll did a tremendous job with the offense and putting some of those playmakers, nine different guys, Nine different Bison scored touchdowns last week. More Heard It Here coming up after this. It's another gorgeous, glorious college football Saturday. The sweet majesty and the pageantry of the college football game is unlike anything else. That's why you guys and myself are so just torqued off at Towson putting the game on flow sports. They're going to make some money, by the way, doing that. Charging a subscription, I think it's like a, a buck fifty, hundred fifty per year. Pro rata, break it down. Someone told me it ends up being like thirty per month, what you'd end up paying for this game if you cancel. How many Bison fans are going to be logging on to that to Flow Sports? Uh, you figure, let's say, let's say there's just five thousand at a buck fifty per pop. That's seven hundred fifty k. Now, say there's 5,000 Bison fans at 30 a pop. That's still 150K. You want to know why Towson is doing what they're doing and not letting NDSU's TV provider cover the game? It's all about the Benjamins, baby. want to thank Smith Motors and Wapaton and Welton's Tire Service in Lisbon. Smith Motors, Wapaton, small town friendly, big town deals. Welton's Tire Service, your local one stop for tires. Friendly service and more in Lisbon, North Dakota. I want to thank Josh Linus for running the boards today, keeping the trains on the track. How about this? This is a neat little story before we get to our Iowa talk. And we will get to our Iowa talk. Looking back on that game five years ago today, we'll talk about uh, Quincy Patterson. Kind of a, uh, I don't know if I'd call it a breakthrough performance, but man, oh man, he looked good. He looked good against Valpo. Portland State. Out of the Big Sky Conference. NDSU actually played Portland State in one of the national title games in the 80s. Portland State head coach Bruce Barnum made national college football news. Game day, college game day is on the TV in the studio right now. And Bruce Barnum, the head coach at Portland State, offered to buy, get this, this is true, offered to buy every fan that came to their game today, a beer. When the head coach of your collegiate FCS football team offered to buy every fan that shows up a beer, that guy, you can look at it a a couple ways. One, it's a neat story, trying to gin up whatever sort of interest you can, and it got him on game day. Game day talked about it this morning. It got him on ESPN this week. Marketing gimmick. Whatever you want to call it, when the head coach offers to buy every fan coming to the game a beer, it gets you on game day. 
But but doesn't it kind of diminish what you're trying to do a little bit? You're so hard up for fans. Say this isn't minor league baseball, folks. Red Hawks play tonight, and and we'll probably end up. Well, we'll see how the Biza game shakes out. Maybe we'll get out to Newman. They're playing in the uh, league championship. That's a minor league baseball thing. Some of those promotions that you do, free beer, you know, the two dollar PBRs first ninety minutes before the game. I don't know if any FBS program would be offering to sling out a free beer to its fans out of the pocket. Good for him. I mean, I'm good for Bruce Barnum at Portland State offering to do that. Neat little story wanted to share with you. But looking back to that Iowa game, September 17th, 2021, it popped up on my timeline. Two Bison fans, Rob Finneseth and Levi Hoiby, had a sign that said, Iowa corn sucks. That might have been my favorite college football sign I've seen at a Bison game. The two of them down in Iowa, standing in the parking lot with the Bison Pride sticker on a two-by-three white tag board, piece of, well, tag board, I guess, in big black lettering, Iowa corn socks. That was a fun tailgater. We went down, Libby and I went down, we met uh, uh, Lucas Pelcheski. he was in I think Lucas was living in Chicago at the time. He's up working on a superintendent on Edgewood up here in Fargo. So he drove up to meet us. We got an Airbnb. We went out that night. There's a big Bison Pep Fest. That's one of the FCS, the FBS, man. Can you imagine Bison fans having a couple of games like that? Not just a couple. You're playing in a conference at Mountain West. Maybe you're going out to Fresno State. How many of you Bison countries? I know you would. I would. I won't have to try very hard to convince my wife to go out to Fresno, California for an away game and to drink some wine. Going out to Colorado State, tap the Rockies. Even going out to Wyoming, how fun would that be to see uh, Craig Bowl and, and some former Bison guys on his staff, Tim Polisek's down there, the offensive coordinator. Man, those would be some fun trips, and that's what I remember about that Iowa game. I remember getting down there. I would venture to guess there's probably six, 7,000 Bison fans, the big pep fest, and, and going to all the establishments around town. The night before the game, we get back. We rented an Airbnb just a, a, about a mile or two away from the stadium. Libby went to bed, smart decision, about 10 o'clock. Lucas and I stayed up and housed a, a rack of lattes. And just catching up, you know, I hadn't seen the dude for you know, probably a year or two. Stayed up talking bison football. We're up the next morning, ready to rock and roll. I think we got out to tailgating at maybe 6 a.m., 6.30. Six Flags was rocking. They had us. If you remember bison fans, they put all the bison fans in a uh, – they had a big. They have a big high school down there. I suppose it would be their equivalent of a Cheyenne or a West Fargo or a Davies. But it had, it had this huge parking lot surrounding the school on all sides, right? And they put all the Bison fans there, several miles. It's probably two or three miles from the stadium, kind of like they did when we were down in Manhattan, Kansas in 2013. So all the Bison fans, it was so awesome. You remember that? Five to 6,000. It was like a Fargo Dome tailgating. It really was. You had all the folks with the buses and the decked out Bison RVs and the tailgating rigs, you know, six flags down there, green and yellow everywhere you looked. I remember Iowa fans kind of walking through the tailgater saying, are you – are you kidding me? A team plays in the Big Ten, and these are conversations he had. That's that's one of the reasons I like going to some of these away games. I end up having a few barley pops at tailgating with 
fans of the other team, you talk to some of their folks, and they tell you big-time schools in our conference like Wisconsin and Michigan and the Gophers, they don't travel like that. NDSU just took over that area of town. Five to 6,000 Bison fans walking around. Cousin Luke, Luke and Kristen Flighty. Hendrick James, congratulations on the new baby boy, guys. They were they were down there. The Grendel boys are down there. The Dahl brothers. Craig and Brian, good friends of the Swanee brothers. They were down there. Everybody was down there, man. And then I, I remember it was so cool, we had to walk to the stadium. So Libby and I, and, and just this caravan of people, thousands of people, green and yellow, like four or five wide, for as long as the eye could see in all directions, stretched out single file, walking from that parking lot to the stadium. And if you've been to places like this, most tailgating in in major FBS football, it's not like the Fargo Dome. The Fargo Dome is very, very unique in that you have those huge parking lots around the stadium for tailgating. When a lot of these stadiums, whether it's in in Iowa or East Lansing or Ann Arbor, or or even think back to tailgating for the, they had us at the Minnesota State Fairgrounds when we played Minnesota in 2011, and then uh, some parking lot, I think actually where Target Field is, is where they had us back in uh, 2007 and six when we played the Gophers down there. But the stadiums are built right by campus, kind of in the middle of town, so you don't have really any parking around the stadiums, and people are tailgating in the yards of their houses, which is really, really cool, by the way. I would I would love doing that. That would Libby would not. Maybe she'd go for it. I don't know. We'll get some Oktoberfest, some wine, crank it up. I don't know if she'd like having 200 people in our front yard tailgating. I think it would be absolutely great. Um, but that's what it's like down there. And you walk by, you know, houses lining both sides of the road, and the looks on the faces of those Iowa fans when we walked by, as you know, five to 6,000 bison people, you just feel that pride, man, that sense of unity. We're going into the lion's den like Daniel, and we're coming out slaying the beast. David's going to take the rock, and put it in a sling. Hit Goliath square in the forehead and knock him down to the ground. Which is what the Bison did. And I just remember that whole scene. MJ Stump, 21-yard interception for a touchdown. Take a 7-0 lead halftime. It's 14-7. Play of the game. A lot of Bison fans forget this. It's 14-7 at the half. It's a defensive battle. Iowa gets the ball to start the half. And they have a 62-yard run. The very first play from scrimmage. In the second half, Iowa's running back rips off a 62-yarder to get it to NDSU's three-yard line. You're thinking, I don't remember that, Swan. It happened, but it was called back because of a penalty. So then NDSU forces a three and out. They get the ball back, and then they go nine plays, 65 yards, capped off by a King Frazier one-yard touchdown to make it 14-14. to Iowa responds the next drive. The dude, uh, uh, Kittle, who's playing tight end for the 49ers, he was on that Hawkeyes team. He had a big catch in the ensuing drive. Backup quarterback comes in, C.J. Beathard, who at least up and through last year was still on an NFL roster. He gets knocked out. Their backup comes in. They take a 21-14 lead with 2-12 left in the third. The teams trade possessions. And then one of the greatest drives. You can't say it's the greatest drive because that K-State drive with Brock Jensen plunging in or Carson's touchdown against Illinois State. In the title game, I think those are the leaders in the clubhouse. But one of the greatest drives in Bison history, NDSU's down 21-14. to The Bison get the ball with 12-20 left in the fourth quarter. 
How about this roster of studs that rips off the uh, drive for the Bison? Starts with the Morlock run. Chase Morlock. Then a Lance Dunn run. Then a Bruce Anderson run. Then a King Frazier run. Then a Darius Shepard run. Then an Easton stick to R.J. Erzendowski pass. And then eight straight runs to the Iowa 7-yard line. And on that third and three in one of the greatest plays in Bison history, Easton finds Chase Morlock rolling out of that. Uh, Morlock came out of the backfield on the left side, down the sideline, scored a touchdown. Chris Kleiman says, this is big boy stuff. We're going for two. Bison don't get the two. They're down one with 341 left. How about some stones, man? Putting the faith in your defense. They ultimately get a stop. Grimsley gets the safety blitz. Third and 11, the Bison take over with a minute 53 left in the ball game, right? First play from scrimmage on that drive. Bison need a, a field goal to win it. Buck 53 in the game. 29-yard run by Stick to Iowa's 37, followed by an Easton to R.J. Erzendowski 10-yard pass to Iowa's 27. Two more lock runs gets it to the Iowa 20. Timeout with five seconds. The stage is set. Cam Peterson walks onto the field, his team trailing 21 to 20 and nails a kick for the ages that'll live in bison football immortality the bison knock off the Hawkeyes 23 to 21 five years ago this week and NDSU rushed the ball that day 49 times for 239 yards just spanked a big 10 football team running the ball 49 times for 239 yards, held the ball for 36 minutes and 40 seconds in that win. Boy, that was fun. When we come back, we're talking Quincy Patterson on Heard It Here with Swanee. We're taking it to the bank as Swanee brings you his lock-solid prediction for this week's game. Just don't bet the house on it or anything, okay? Oh, my God. Are you serious? I want to throw a shout-out to uh, North Dakota State College of Science head coach Eric Isendorf, a friend of the Swan, got ties to North Dakota State. Wildcats got a a big game this afternoon against Atasca down there in Wapaton. I think it's a 1.30 kick, so good luck to those boys. They got a big showdown this afternoon. Round the horn in the Missouri Valley Football Conference this weekend, we got a handful of some pretty decent games. Eastern Washington is at Western Illinois, one of the uh, preeminent teams in the FCS in Eastern Washington. That's a good. That's a good matchup. Pay attention to that game. Eastern, uh, excuse me, Western Illinois hung with Montana for uh, a half and then some change. Let's see how those guys do. The Leathernecks against the Eagles. St. Thomas moving up to FCS. They got Northern Iowa. This afternoon at the Unidome, Drake is at North Dakota at the Alaris. Of course, NDSU, 5 o'clock kick against Towson. Dayton is at Southern Illinois. You got the Battle of Illinois State versus Eastern Illinois. And then the Nightcaps, Indiana State, is at Eastern Kentucky at 6 p.m. Another interesting game, South Dakota against Big Sky foe Cal Poly at 7 o'clock. And that rounds out Valley action. Quincy Patterson. He's starting to, I, I don't want to say it's a breakout game. I don't know that you can. If if we look back, NDSU wins a title, Patterson ends up being the dude. I don't know that any of us are going to look back to the Valpo game and say, yeah, there it was. That was the breakout game for that dude. It was impressive, though. 4-5, 
passing for 102 yards and a touchdown, long and 65 to Christian. That's what I'm looking to see today, that big down the field. They've been close. They've been awfully close a few times connecting on one of the home run balls, Quincy and Christian. I think that's today's the day that that happens, that they get the timing right and they connect on one of those big play fakes. I say that because North Dakota State has been running the football so well that you can expect to see, especially on those early downs, Towson, Towson jamming the line of scrimmage, putting six to seven guys in the box. I think Christian's going to have some uh, uh, some opportunities in man coverage to blow the lid off on a play-action kind of thing. I think, I think tonight's the night that happens. And he rushed, too. Quincy rushed last week. Four times he was NDSU's leading rusher. Four runs for 101 yards. Net, netted 94. Had a gained 107, 101, lost seven. He netted 94. So four carries for 94 yards. One score long of 52. And that's that's the stuff we didn't see last spring. That 52-yard touchdown run, nothing there. Quincy sees a lane. He drops the hammer, and he takes off left sideline, and he's gone. That's awfully tough. When NDSU has that dimension to its game, I think they're going to do some damage. And I think, I think I will be as bold to say today is the coming out party for the next great Bison quarterback. And Quincy Patterson, I think he puts himself a game together because I think the Bison are going to be able to run the ball. And I think when Towson is jamming that line, I think there's going to be opportunities to Gindorf and Babbage, those tight ends. I think they might be able to hit on some quick stuff to Sproles and Watson. And and don't forget about Braylon Henderson. Touched the ball one time last week, one carry for 28 yards in a touchdown. NDSU is so tough to defend. You throw Lipke in the mix, Kobe Johnson, Dom Ganella. They've got so many explosive playmakers. That's why I see the line is, I'm having a tough time with this one. It's a big test on the road. You're playing at night. I think this team, I think they're ready to rock and roll. I'm looking for big things tonight. They're 14-and-a-half-point favorites. I think it's more than that. Am I going to be as bold to say it's a 52-7 to kind of game? I'm not going to go out quite that far. But I think we're looking at a 35-7 to sort of game for the Bison. I don't see Towson shutting down this Bison run game, and I think that's a problem. I think NDSU will take advantage of opportunities in that play-action game. I think they're going to dial them up, and I think they're going to hit on them, and it's going to be a big night for the herd. Want to thank Smith Motors, Wapiton, Small Town, Friendly, Big Town Deals, and Weldon's Tire Service, your local one-stop shop for tires. Friendly Service, more in Lisbon, North Dakota. Josh Linus for running the boards. You have a great Saturday, folks, and remember that the strength of the herd is the Bison, and the strength of the Bison is the herd. Uh...